Hello and welcome to Time for Success, Business Owner Moms Edition. And this is the show where we dive into you know, what it's like to, to try to balance all aspects of life. What does success even really like mean to us? And what are the trials and tribulations along the way? What are people's stories identifying with, with real life, people in all stages of, of life and business? And, uh, and this is Matt Barbie, your host. And I, I work with business owners uh, every day, trying to help them to, to create the business that gives them the, the life that they've always dreamed of for themselves and for their family. You know, what do those people and processes look like? Um, you know, how do you create raving fans, all that stuff. And um, <laughs> one thing that uh, is, is pretty much a challenge day in, day out for, for most business owners is the numbers. Don't turn it off yet. I know numbers, some people like they just immediately want to like shut off and like turn the channel or, or whatever, but the numbers are real. All right. Well, they need to be real. If you don't know your numbers, if you don't have good financial controls of your business, it's it's gonna be rough. You'll never be able to make good informed decisions. And uh, so we've got a special guest who's gonna really dig into some of that stuff for us today. So we've got Kimberly Ferguson of Emerald Expectations Accounting. Hello, Kimberly. Hey, Matt. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Is it, is it all right if I call you Kim? Yeah, that's fine. All right. All right. What about Burley? <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what my stepfather called me. So Shut you know what? Up. Either way. Really? <laughs> that's funny. All right. Was it funny or was it rude? No, it was funny. Although oh, okay. when I was little, right. I didn't get it. And I was like, I don't want to be called a big burly man. Right, so, right. you know, it's kind of confusing when I was small. But as I, I got older, you know, it was affectionate. I think it's in the the inflection. Burly, mm-hmm. right? Kim Burley, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if it's burly, uh-huh. yeah, that's one thing. But if it's burly, <laughs> it's different. Was it burly or burly? It depended on his mood. So, ah, okay. You know. Fair. I don't know. Maybe I should have taken it two different ways each way. So. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, Appreciate sure. Appreciate you being on here. No so, problem. Uh, so Ex- Emerald Expectations County, tell, tell everybody a little bit more about what you do. Um, so we are kind of an all-inclusive solution for mm-hmm. small business owners. So we do bookkeeping, we do taxes and payroll. Um, we kind of just do all all of it. So yeah. um, we kind of want to just be that one-stop shop for small business owners, keep mm-hmm. you informed on everything, process everything, and help you with your taxes too. Mm-hmm. So. Awesome. So awesome. So when you say one stop shop, are you specifically talking about like the numbers? Or are you going to build them a website? Are you going to help them with like HR management issues? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually, right now we're just accounting, but we are working on the processes of yeah. connecting with another company that is mm-hmm. going to be doing all of the other stuff. So they're actually a virtual assisting company. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. So they do Very you know cool. calendar management and yeah. building your website logo, you know, okay. all that other kind of stuff that does kind of go hand in hand with your accounting. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Very yeah. nice. All right. So. Uh, tell the audience a little bit more about uh, your your family. Your your husband works actually in the business with you, right? Yep, we are actually um, partners in the company, and yeah. so he is um, actually an artist by choice. Ah, um, interesting. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so when I was like, "Hey, let's do an accounting firm," it wasn't his first reaction to go, "Yeah," <laughs> but you know, he's he's very detail oriented, so it just kind of comes naturally to him. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. But, you know, we kind of had the conversation of, do we want to still have the freedom that comes with owning your own business? Because yeah. it's hard to have that when one of you owns a business and the other one has a nine to five right. W-2 job. Right. So we kind of yeah. had to come to the decision of doing it together. So it's been yeah. a lot of fun, but absolutely, obviously it has its challenges too. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, good marriage typically does have that, that sure. balance, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. But uh, you're probably, I mean, so I, I guess in that relationship, 
you got one that's a little bit more artistic, you know, right-brained, if you will. Mm-hmm. Are you the more left-brained than one? I am, but we always tease each other that he's the most logical, artistic person that I know, and oh, I'm okay. the most artistic, logical person that he oh, knows. Okay. So we, we work very well hand-in-hand <laughs> hand in that, I'll say for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So you're probably going to help each other kind of like get more into the center, right? Like, you know, because that's... Balance. Yeah, balance, yeah balance each other out, right? Yeah. Well, what's funny, though, is that I'm definitely more of the big dreamer. So I'm like, oh yeah, yeah let's shoot for the stars. And he's like, maybe like pull it back a little bit, you know, because really? we, we have to be realistic here, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's kind of funny because I, you know, I'm the enrolled agent. I have all the tech certifications and stuff, yeah. but he's definitely the one that tries to keep me grounded. So it's funny. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. entertaining. Well... You know, sometimes I, I found though that 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 can kind of shift back and forth, right? I mean, has he ever had like big dreams of kind of where he wants to take his art or something like oh, that? Sure, and yeah. You, you've kind of helped him to put the realistic path into place or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, it kind of flops back and forth too. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's kind of like in his art, he'll have you know big dreams, and then all of a sudden he'll start to pull back and be like, oh, yeah. well, maybe I'm charging too much, or maybe I'm doing this, and I'm like no build it up you know <laughs> so right we, right charge twice as much right yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's kind of you know we kind of go back and forth actually in both so it's kind of interesting yeah but, yeah, yeah. Well, actually on the morning show uh that i was doing earlier mm-hmm. today um we were looking at a page that's it's called hush hush you know it's for millionaires and, and they're buying and there was a a like a little wire like giraffe thing it was made out of iron i guess actually mm-hmm. you know and it was like a two-dimensional thing but it was like eleven thousand dollars so, yeah. you know, if he, uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, he probably could get more for his art. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh-huh. But, uh, so, you know, I, I work with small business owners, you know, helping them to, you know, like I said before, you know, create a, a, a business that, that gives them the profits and the time and all that stuff. But time and time again, the numbers, you know, mm-hmm. we struggle with the numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, business owners struggle with the numbers. Um, so, why why is like what's the point of a budget like why right (laughs) right well i mean if you are a millionaire billionaire then maybe a budget is not as important um but when you're living on a semi-fixed budget then i do think it's very valuable for you to say this is how much we're going to spend on this and what it really does is it allows you to have freedom um and so you give yourself a budget of you know five hundred a thousand dollars each month for whatever it is you need then that allows you to have the freedoms to actually do the things that you like to do too yeah so having a fixed budget budget for, you know, advertising or something like that. It actually gives yeah. you the freedom to um, go out and do things like where you have lunch with someone or something yeah. like that because you know that's in the budget that I can go out and do that. So it actually yeah. gives you more freedom where most people see it as sort of a restrictive thing. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, I, I I typically explain it to my clients is it's just, it's a plan for how to spend your money. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. yeah, things ebb and flow and go up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as, as we get more refined about understanding our numbers, yeah, we work that into the budget. Yeah. <laughs> right, definitely. Right. Yeah, I agree. And uh, and so it's just simply a plan. But I, I love what you're saying there about how it actually gives more freedom. Yeah, I think a lot of business owners struggle with, uh, man, am I going to have enough money to pay the bills? Right. You know, and and what's that going to look like? They don't understand the cash flow. Right. Might not even understand what cash flow like really means. Right. So, can you explain like what what does cash flow really mean in a business? 
Well, I try and look at it as the simplest way possible. So cash flow is really how your cash flows. So money coming into your business yeah. and money going out. Yeah. So I try to keep it as simple as possible. Yeah. But as far as like the restrictions, I mean, think about your kids. Like if you have a fenced in backyard and you can just say, hey, kids, here's the lines that you can work with. You can work anywhere in these lines. Yeah. Go out and play. What are they going to do? I mean, they're just going to run around the yard and have a great time. You know, yeah. they'll be having adventure tales and, you know, yeah. coming up with all sorts of imaginative things. But they have this whole area that they can work in. Mm-hmm. And so they don't really see the lines. They don't see the restrictions. They see freedom. You yeah. Know? So that's kind of how I try to look at budgeting because it gives you a different mindset. Well, it's interesting, too, because as a, as a parent... Mm-hmm. You know, you tell your kids to go out there and run out and play, and you've got a fenced-in yard, mm-hmm. well-defined, you know, and it's it's gated yeah. and everything like yeah. that. Um, granted, you could open the gate and go out anytime True. that you want, mm-hmm. but because it's gated, you know, you have a certain sense of security exactly. that you know things are going to kind of operate within exactly. these boundaries that are comfortable, fairly safe, and mm-hmm. whatnot. So that's interesting as, as kind of an analogy yeah. for a budget. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So... You know, your numbers are, I mean, a lot of people call, you know, consider their baby or their, their business a, a baby, right? right? A child. <laughs> a child, right. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so as consultants, we always have to be careful about not calling their baby ugly, right? Right, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right definitely. Oh, it's cute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. But, uh, but yeah, if you, if you kind of consider all those little, like the, all the little dollars in your business as all your little children, you're like, no, mm-hmm. just, we got to operate in this little gated area, this fenced in area. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when, when we play nice here, everything's safe and good. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, okay. And then, of course, you plan for, like, extra extravagant things. Like, yeah. okay, we're going to go to the park today. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and when you have to, you know, buy those bigger things. Right. Like, if you have to buy a new car or if you have to right. buy some new equipment for your business, um, then you just kind of can bring that fence in a little bit so that there's that little extra space on the side of your porch right. or something. Right. That is just kind of restricted zone for right now. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's not like that small portion between your house and your fence. Like, that is not huge. It's not going to feel super mm-hmm. restrictive where you have all this other space that you can still work in. But having that small portion here helps you save up for yeah. that bigger purchase that you're trying to make too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good way. And then if you're going to expand, mm-hmm. you you buy the house next door. Exactly. And you knock down <laughs> that gate and then you got to yeah. the, the, build the, the fence on the other side, mm-hmm. right, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, it's the perfect analogy. <laughs> right, right, right. No, that's good. Yeah. Well, it provides a good visual. And, right. And, uh, man, I mean, numbers numbers can be scary for a lot of folks. Definitely. Um, you know, and, and that whole budget discussion, people just hate because it feels like, like yeah, you're restricting them. Right. Um, or maybe, so in, in for a lot of businesses, um, it can be seasonal. Right. Right. Definitely. And, and like we kind of talked about, you know, as we better understand our numbers, you know, as we're tracking them better, we can, we can kind of plan for that seasonality. Yeah. Um, but when have you kind of run into that with some of your clients in terms of trying to budget out, you know, plan out the budget? Mm-hmm. And, and how do you help them kind of work through that? Well, there's a couple of different ways. I work with a lot of sales professionals, so that's mm. pretty common. Yeah. Um, but there's kind of two different options of how I look at it. And one is you take your total income, whatever it is for that month, and you will use a budget of percentages versus mm-hmm. flat rates. So like I know only... 
50% or so is going to go to payroll and it has to do that every month. So Mm -hmm. granted, you know, higher months are going to look better and lower months are going to not look as good. Um, But as long as you're sticking to those percentages, then you're still sticking to your budget. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, the other option is to try and come up with a flat budget based on some of your lower months. Mm -hmm. That way, when you have those higher months, you can just stick that money into savings for later Mm -hmm. um, to help you with those lower months. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A couple different ways. Yeah. So you can kind of try to average it out Mm -hmm. and make sure you're putting money aside for whenever you have the, the, is it an ebb or a flow? Uh, (laughs) Right. The the, the spikes. Yes. The spikes, right? (laughs) Exactly. And uh, so that's one way to do it. And then, or could, you know, like a monthly budget Mm -hmm. is one way to do it as well. So we just know we're going to spend approximately this much Mm -hmm. in marketing and, and, April versus December right. or something like right. that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. That seems simple enough. Yeah. So, how important is our our, our cash flow or in revenue projections in a business? I mean, I feel like they're pretty important. Yeah. Um, so, one of the things that we do for our clients is we give them usually about a sixty day lookout, mm-hmm. um, and that's hugely beneficial because most of the time they're not looking out at all. So, even yeah. starting with a, something as small as sixty days helps them see that in sixty days we're not going to have enough money. So, what are we going to do about it? And obviously, yeah. there's different options. You know, we can go to the bank and get a loan, which maybe they don't want to do that. That's fine. Yeah. So, what other options do they have? How can they increase their sales so that they don't have this? Or how can they cut their expenses so that they don't have that deficit? Um, so, I think it's I think it's primary. I mean, I honestly have a cash flow of my own that I track probably once or twice a week at least. Yeah. Usually more because I'm an accountant. It's what I do. So. I might get a little obsessive about it. Um, <laughs> but I think that's really important. I mean, I think ideally it's something you check maybe once or twice a week. But yeah, yeah. just kind of to make sure that you're flowing the way you want to flow. Right, so, right. Got to yeah. keep the good flow on. Yeah. So if so, whenever you do the 60-day projections, mm-hmm. now are you what are you basing those off of? So we're basing those off of basically prior months. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go back at least three or four months and we're going to get your average income. Mm-hmm. We're going to go through and sort out all of your different bills that you have. And we're going to mm-hmm. kind of go on, on the high side on those bills. So if you typically pay $150 for your electric bill, we're going to bump it up to 160 175 just to be on the safe side. Okay. So we'll kind of use the average income and then those higher end bills and it'll make it look maybe a little worse than it's actually going to be. Yeah. Um, but it kind of helps prepare you for what it could look like or it helps kind of boost people who because most of the time sales people are um gosh now i can't think of the word they're inspired by what they can do so they know yeah. that this is what it's going to look like then they're going to most likely push to to make it look better right right so okay yeah okay that's excellent that's excellent now with a lot of my clients as well you know one one of the things that we get into is you know we're, we're looking at you know the the, the potentials of the deals mm-hmm and uh and, and helping them to kind of see you know when things are closing when that money is actually going to come to them and right. all that kind of stuff is that something that like for salespeople you feel is is pretty important that that is often missed yeah it's definitely important and it's definitely often missed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know another thing that you should look at too is is how much is the deal going to cost you is yeah. it is that going to be the value mm-hmm. that you need it to be at and if mm-hmm. it's not what can you do to change that because mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing with being in business for yourself is you have a lot of wiggle room so you can decide yeah. you know maybe my prices aren't right or maybe i'm spending too much on this or yeah. um, so you can look at all that stuff but i think it's hugely important to look at each 
especially if you're project based, like if you've mm-hmm. got bigger sales, it's mm-hmm. really important for you to look at all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So with uh, a, a lot of people, I think, kind of look at it uh, on the accrual basis. Okay, well, I'm yeah. going to do this job and it's going to be done. And great, it's a $30,000 job. Mm-hmm. Well, for a lot of deals, it doesn't necessarily mean that as soon as it's done, especially in the B2B world, right. you know, and if you're working with larger businesses or mm-hmm. general contractors, anything like that, it could be 30, 60, 90 days out. Right. Do you see that a lot where, where it, there's kind of like, okay, yeah, but when's, when's the money actually coming to you <laughs> that they kind yes. of forget about? Yeah, and most biz- most small businesses run on a cash basis, and that yeah. means when it hits your bank or when you spend the money or when right, you get the right. money, that's when it counts. So it's hard for some people <laughs> to understand that I'm spending all this money now in order to get the money later, which yeah. is good, but what are you going to do in the meantime? Like right. You have to have a plan right. for that, too. So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it's common, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I see it a lot where, you know, especially, too, if, if the money doesn't actually come. Right. Then what? <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if you got, you know, a ten, twenty, thirty, fifty thousand $50,000 job and it's great, we did it, that money's coming a couple months down the road, mm-hmm. and so we're going to go ahead and spend the money now, put it on, on credit cards. I mean, it, it happens, and right. it happens a lot. Right. What are some, some ways for people to kind of protect themselves from that? Mm-hmm. Is, is, a, is a budget, having a budget enough? Are there certain kind of like, uh, you know, controls that they can kind of put in place to kind of remind them of, you know, the money, what, what, what are some, some little tricks to kind of help with that human aspect of that planning? Right. Um, so I think that one of the things that helps for sure is kind of the way that you have your payments set up. Mm-hmm. And that's something that most business owners don't consider. Um, they say like, I finished the job, you pay me $30,000. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know? And yeah. when it's a big project like that, it's definitely going to be more beneficial to look at, should I pay this in chunks? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and a lot of people think about that with like materials. So that's yeah. helpful and that, that's, that gets you started, but you have to pay for more than materials usually. Right. Um, you know, like if you're in a construction business, for example, you pay for the materials, but you're also paying for your people. You're paying for the right. employees to do that work for you. So is there maybe something that you can do where, um, even you start later if that's what it takes for mm-hmm. them for that company to work for you so you know first month right right away they pay you for the materials and then the second month they pay you for you know a third of the bill and then yeah. the next month they pay you for two-thirds of the bill and maybe that means you have to draw out the project a little bit but it's probably going to save you in the long run because at the very end if you finish the project and they can't pay you thirty thousand dollars you're out thirty thousand right. yeah. dollars but if at the end of the project they can't pay you, then they've paid you at least a portion of it, and you're not completely out on the labor and the materials and stuff that you've already spent. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So being able to get a certain down payment mm-hmm. and then being able to maybe phase it out yeah. if it's going to be over a certain period of time, mm-hmm. especially over several payrolls, right, is important. Definitely. Do you ever get the pushback of, well, that's just not the way that they do it in this industry? <laughs> you ever hear that one? Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. What What are some recommendations that that you might have in that sort of situation? Like, okay, yeah, they you, you feel like they might not do it in the in this industry. Like, uh-huh. how how do you help folks kind of work through that? Well, I think it's kind of a mindset thing, really. 
Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of different things. I know when you kind of first start in the business, then right away you're thinking, well, I just got to do what they want me to do. Right. Because I need the money. I need you the know, business. Or whatever, right. yeah. you know, like, whatever you're thinking. I have right. to go. You know, I'm trying <laughs> to bring home money for my kids, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a little harder. But as you start to establish yourself, it's a lot easier to say, well, um, this is how I run things in my business. Yeah. And if that doesn't work for you, then that's okay. But maybe yeah. we just aren't a good fit for each other. But in the meantime, while you're trying to work up to that, maybe you can try and meet them halfway. Maybe they can bring their deadline up a little bit and you can move yours back a little bit. Yeah. Um, so even just moving it in the middle, I think is a huge help because a lot of people are more flexible than they say they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you just bring bring it up and you try and work with them, like, well, this is how we do it in our company, but I understand that you don't pay for 30 days, so maybe we can come in the middle and, you know, we can pay in 15 days or Negotiate something Negotiate like a little bit, yeah. 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 Yeah, um, yeah one, one thing that... I. I think helps folks is if they are working hard to have, you know, a steady pipeline, mm-hmm. right? Right. Do you, do you see that a lot where it's kind of like, you know, they, they it, well, I, I call it like the revenue roller coaster. Yeah. Right? Do you ever see that? Where <laughs> oh, it's yeah. kind of like they, they go and they chase the leads and the sales and all that stuff and they get them and they forgot to keep, <laughs> keep building going, that, right? <laughs> you know, and so they do the work. Yeah. So you, that's pretty common, something that you see as well. That yeah. They, Definitely. That, that, that final funnel and that kind of revenue dips because they forgot to keep that, that, right. that pipeline fairly full. Right. I mean, even if it's just a couple calls a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I see that. I see that a lot. And the only times you really don't see that is when the owner or they have somebody who can actually do that as yeah. their job. Whereas like most small businesses or a lot of small businesses, the owner is the sales and they are doing the work. Right. So it's right. a little hard for them to do that. So I definitely see that. A lot, and it's kind of mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like, do you, do you set aside time to make a couple phone calls? Yeah. Or yeah. do you do the work that you're currently getting paid for? And that's right. the struggle of all business owners. But right. Right. You know, it's just a decision that you kind of have to make, and which one's going to be yeah more important for you in the long run? It's it, it's, it's a tough. tough. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, yeah, especially if the job's going to be something enough to where it'll carry them for a couple months right. or something like that right. while they're working on on the next project or something like exactly. that. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So. In terms of, uh, again, like we, we look at in, in the sales world, we look at uh, potentials, we look at, uh, you know, where the revenue is going to hopefully come and the revenue is going to hit the bank account. But how should like the, so you work with like direct sales folks, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. So a lot of direct sales folks, you know, they, they kind of end up running their business kind of like a hobby, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so, but how important is that still for, you know, in direct sales? I mean, even though they've got, uh, you know, a, a, a nine to five or something like that, and they're, they're kind of trying to get something like this started, at what point should they really start planning like this? Right. I mean, I think you should start planning like that from the beginning. Yeah. Um, even if it is just a hobby, you got to still try and treat it a little bit like a business at yeah. least. Because yeah. if not, you know, the biggest struggle with direct salespeople is that they give the farm away. Yeah. Um, and so they make... $25 and then they give away a $25 gift. Hmm. You know, they make $50 and then they give away a $45 gift. And so at the end of the year, they've actually made no money. Yeah. Um, and so it's harder to make those decisions, but it's hard to make those decisions. But, um, you know, you kind of have to still look at your profitability and make yeah. sure that everything is still functioning yeah. like a business or it'll never be able to grow like a business. Right, right. So, yeah, because if, if people think of their business as a franchise, you right. know, it, and and they really should, mm-hmm. especially in direct sales or, or 
maybe not especially, but maybe especially. Right. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. But but definitely in direct sales, thinking like a franchise, thinking about a business, they should still consider all these things yeah. to be extremely applicable. Definitely. Budgets, cash flow projections, mm-hmm. sales potential, you know, and all that stuff. So yeah. I, I think that's kind of a key thing that, uh, you know, if you, if you, if you, if you, even if you're a solopreneur and you want to kind of put all this stuff in, there, there's no better time than now to right. really start doing this because... Right. Because, you know, a lot of businesses will, will put themselves under because they didn't have a handle on when the cash flow is coming in and, right. and they couldn't pay some bills and, and right. trouble hit. And the ultimate goal is for you to make money, right? Right. Even if you are right. just selling 31 bags. Make some money and then keep some money too, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, real quick, um, how can people get a hold of you if they want some more information? Yeah. So um, you can send me an email at Kimberly at EmeraldExpectations.com or you can always call us at the office, 888-963-3033. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Man, I think that we hit on some stuff that I hope people actually really take the time to, to really yeah. listen to and start applying because... Yeah. Again, if you don't have good financial controls in your business, you can't make good decisions. Exactly. Right? You can't mm-hmm. make informed decisions about right. what's best. So this has been Time for Success, Business Owner Mom's Edition. This has been uh, your host, Matt Barbie, with uh, Kimberly with Emerald uh, Expectations Accounting. And uh, again, if you want a successful business that's going to give you and your family the life that you dream of, please reach out at 314-441-5423. Thanks a bunch.